Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest, just a couple of weeks plus a couple of days from opening day at Emerald Downs. Things getting pretty exciting out on the track in the mornings. And some news to relate regarding the 2023 season, of course. Joe Withy, Vince Brune here in the TV room at Emerald Downs. Sila Bar, our producer, editor, and uh, Vince. Uh, we'll talk about the racing club. In our first segment, uh, some good news to report there. And, hey, just opening day fever is kind of catching in. Yeah, it's uh, – well, we actually acquired a couple of horses. Good. I don't want to say their names right now because I haven't officially sent out the email to our okay. club members yet, but they'll get it later today. And a couple of horses that are going to fit nicely here, I think. Jeff Metz is our trainer. He likes them both. So we'll see. You know, we usually lose a couple via claim. So – but we'll start the year with a couple of decent horses. And we still got plenty of room at uh, – Email me, Vince B at EmeraldDowns.com. Call me at 253-288-7723. Dr. Everett McComber, familiar name in Washington Racing. I just had a nice chat with him today. He registered for the first time and looking forward to it. So uh, pretty good deal. 500 bucks and you won't get another check the whole year. Yeah, and you won't get another bill, but you will get another... Excuse me, another bill. And yeah. you will get a check at the end of the year. Yeah, you'll get a check at the end of the year. And yeah, and these racing club horses that, uh, you know, will be outed very soon here, they're both going to come in pretty much fit and ready. They are. They're fit and ready to go. Excellent. They've been uh, running down south and yeah, we'll be up and running. And it just, from that point, it's a matter of what comes up in the condition book. But Jeff's always got an eye on horses that fit the Emerald condition book. Uh, he kind of looks at horses, uh, buying them privately or claiming them kind of with that in mind. Well, how is this horse going to shake out at Emerald? And that's, you know, that's a pretty important factor nowadays. You got to get those races that uh, get horses that fit the categories here. Three-time Emerald Downs training champion, Jeff Metz, the trainer of the Emerald Racing Club. Once again, Vince B at emeralddowns.com or 253-288-7723 to join that club. $500 fee and uh, just a lot of perks in, in uh, addition to you're owning a couple of horses. So the Emerald Racing Club, ready to run horses uh, probably pretty soon after opening day. All right. Hey, speaking of opening day, it is May 6th. That is also Kentucky Derby Day. First race at 1 p.m., maybe just a little bit after that as we go through our jockey introductions, our national anthem. So looking forward to May 6th. I, I see the weather is getting a lot better next week which is the week before opening day, but uh, hopefully that'll carry That's over. That's a good sign. Yeah, because uh, it's been a little cool here the last uh, seven days or more. We nice, It's nice to get up in the 70s for a couple. I mean, can you imagine, Joe, if we had a, like a 72-degree day opening day with the Kentucky Derby and opening day? I don't want to jinx it, like you said, but that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll have uh, 
pretty much a sellout if that's the case. Uh, it's going to be a busy day as is. It's opening day at Emerald Downs for the 2023 season. And 10% takeout for horse players on daily doubles and pick threes. That is really, really strong. We're going to be putting that uh, television screen up a lot through the season because horse players are going to really like that 10% takeout, Vince. I know you play a lot of doubles and I play a lot of pick threes. So uh, yeah, we're going to like that. I really enjoy playing daily doubles. Uh, you know, I'm not a, what do they call it? A vertical handicapper as much. The exactors and trifectas. I like to try to put a couple races together, which can be easier said than done. But yeah, 10, 10%, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. And we've had some good offers on our, uh, to our horse players the last few seasons this year, 10% daily doubles and pick threes, of course, rolling doubles and pick threes here at Emerald Downs. Uh, Kentucky Derby, just a little over a couple weeks away too. That'll be in the middle of our opening day card. The Kentucky Derby is sponsored here at Emerald Downs by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. We'll have mint juleps. We're also going to give away $1,000 in our hat contest. So make sure you get to the right spot to show your uh, haberdashery and uh, your headgear. And uh, you may be eligible for a nice prize in our hat contest on opening day. Also, of course, Mother's Day is the next weekend. Uh, Mother's Day, May 14th. That is sold out here at Emerald Downs. The Mother's Bay, Mother's Day Buffet is back. But we're also going to have a Mother's Day Buffet on Saturday, May 13th. So there are several spots available there. You can get a hold of Emerald Downs. Go to emeralddowns.com. Or you can call the track to reserve your spot for taking care of mom on Mother's Day weekend, May 13th and 14th here at Emerald Downs. Uh, we did a training day earlier today, got some horses on video. We also talked to a new rider who's going to be here at Emerald Downs. His name is Carlos Montalvo. You'll hear a little bit from him directly, see him on horseback. He's won uh, nearly 1,300 career races. Frank Lucarelli met him in Texas last year when Luke had a, a string down there. And uh, Montalvo is up here, and he'll be riding, of course, a lot for Lucarelli a veteran rider, uh, and uh, of course, Kevin Radke's going to be back, number two in the standings last year. He's going to join us on this edition of Horse Racing Northwest. You'll hear from Kevin, and you also hear from trainer Justin Evans, by far and away the leading trainer at the Turf Paradise Meet. There's a new name that's uh, important to us this year. Bringing a lot of horses up uh, from Phoenix. Uh, yeah, Justin, very accomplished. Did a little look back on him, and... Uh throughout the Southwest, he's racked up a lot of titles. Yeah, Justin Evans, over 2,000 career wins as a trainer. He'll be here and bringing a, a good part of his stable to Emerald Downs for the 2023 meet. And we saw Alex Cruz on the track today as well. Alex Cruz back. He is our three-time defending jockey champion, and he did have a little bit of an injury there down in Phoenix. Uh, he is uh, healed up and got on horses today. And Vince, uh, we've gone through the record books. We can't find a four consecutive year leading jockey in Long Acres or Emerald Downs history. Uh, no. And uh, he'll, uh, he, he'll give it a good go if he makes it or not. He likes to ride a lot of races and he rides them hard. Speaking of that, Yakima Meadows and Playfair on that list as well. So real unprecedented uh, possibility for one Alex Cruz three years at Emerald Downs and three titles so great to see him out there as well uh, Washington Breads uh, Zabra Cadabra is the leading Washington bread earner after a very strong second place finish back in Maryland last week he has three starts, a win and two seconds. He's earned $70,000. He's the son of Harbor the Gold, who did begin his career here at Emerald Downs, did Zabra Cadabra. And Asina is a filly by Coast Guard out of uh, Market Formula, I believe, is her dam. Uh, she, that is correct. She yeah. won a, a really nice race at Oaklawn a few weeks ago, and she's in tomorrow. She's second on the earnings list. I believe she's at 63000 She's in at Oaklawn tomorrow in another one of those $100,000 races. So uh, the money at the top for Washington bred horses for 2023 could change this weekend. But uh, those two by very familiar Washington 
based or uh, Washington sires harbored the gold, who of course is deceased. Coast Guard standing up at El Dorado Farms of Ron and Nina Hagen. And uh, yeah, so we've got a couple guests, Kevin Radke, Justin Evans. Our last segment, we'll have our sports shorts and uh, selections and our trivia as well. So uh, let us take a time out. You did talk about the racing club. Um, are there things that you're uh, getting ready for? Um, you're dealing with media members and letting them know of opening day's uh, date and time and all the facts and figures. Yeah, speaking of that, nice chat with Paul Barrett, the sports editor of the Seattle Times. The Times has been pretty good to us over right. the years. And and uh, Paul's got his hands full with the Seahawks draft coming up, the Mariners underway, and, of course, the Kraken, the new thing, and the playoffs. And uh, But uh, he's very receptive to Emerald Downs. And uh, we'll run the charts and entries again this year, which is really nice. Uh, I know for a lot of our players out there really enjoy that. That is uh, really something, you know, we probably, you've heard it from us before here on Horse Racing Northwest, Win Play Show, but uh, not a lot of uh, big time, the top newspaper in town is doing that much as far as the type on horse racing entries and results. And we've had those charts in the Seattle Times since day one. Yeah. And, you know, just anecdotally, Joe, I know you and I, like at the quarter <laughs> shoot and just around the plant, we see a lot of copies of the Seattle Times. And I mentioned that to Paul. I know Scott Hansen does all yeah. the time too. Scott, who writes about Emerald Downs. So uh, um, they give us a shot, which is all we can ask for. You, you know, know, I still cut and snip those charts, you know. I know you do. And there's <laughs> other people who do as well. You know, I do. And uh, some people just still prefer to have something in their hand, yeah. especially as some of us who have made the transition from hard copy to computers <laughs> over the years, right? We're kind of half and half on some things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, I still like to have a hard copy of the forum when I handicap. Most people now do it, you know, either a tablet or a, or a laptop or a computer or whatever to each his own. But I still kind of like to have that, be able to mark it up. Yeah, and uh, the charts from the Times, you know, I put them through the copy machine and and uh, I get, you know, all the races on one page, which I like to have. So uh, there's that. It's handy. Okay, I'm old school. I'm ancient. Not Nothing wrong with that. No, no. And, you know, it's great, great publicity, too, for the track. All right, uh, we're going to take a short time out. We told you about uh, May 6th is opening day. We do have a couple of uh, Mondays we're going to be running at Emerald Downs this year as well. We're going to be running on Memorial Day for the first time in several years. That is coming up May 29th, first race at 2 p.m. on Memorial Day. We'll have uh, the great outdoor giveaway that day. And, of course, July 3rd is always on the calendar here at Emerald Downs, the fireworks spectacular after the races. That happens to be a Monday this year. Monday, July 3rd, we'll be racing and that first post will be 5 p.m. Always a really fun night. Kind of the unofficial start of summer in uh, western Washington leading up to July 3rd. All right. We're going to come back with trainer Justin Evans as we return on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an express bet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into first bet using your username and password and you're off to the races up 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with first bet and reside in a state where such activity is legal void to prohibited national gambling support line 800-522-4700 as they turn for home, then comes El Maestro, followed by Mosquito Fleet, and Fantastic Day down to the furlong, and Oliva and Luis Negron can't quite shake off Gold Crusher on the inside, and these two juking out, back in third, Extreme Mayhem still coming on strongly, however, Oliva in front, Oliva by a bob of the head. 
That was Aliva winning at Turf Paradise earlier this month. A hot horse in the barn of Justin Evans. Three wins and a second, I believe, in his last four starts. And just one of the horses that has earned Justin Evans a huge lead in the training standings at Turf Paradise in Phoenix. And Justin is joining us here on Horse Racing Northwest. Justin, welcome. Thank you guys very much for having me. Hey, uh, appreciate it. Uh, your career has uh, has gone very well, and it's just uh, at its peak right now. A huge lead in the standings down there. And, and for us up here in the Pacific Northwest, we are really looking forward to seeing you and your horses up here at Emerald Downs for the first time. How about that? No, we are very excited. Uh, thank you guys so much for having us back there. And we are... Uh, we're excited. We hear nothing but good things. Uh, everybody tells me how beautiful everything is back there. The facilities, how great everybody is to you on the backside. So we are, uh, we are uh, very excited, looking way, way forward to getting back there. Hey, and uh, hey, Justin, uh, Vince here. Yeah, Joe mentioned your training title, or well, you're on the cusp of uh, third straight. I know the season ends there on our opening day, May 6th. You're currently 67 for 269. That's almost exactly 25%. You won the title in 2022 with 47 wins, 30% in 2021, 64 wow. wins. I know you won the title last fall, uh, last summer at Arizona Downs. I see at least four titles at uh, Albuquerque. What? Uh, how did you get into the sport, and how did you become so successful? You know, I've been uh, I've been very blessed. My uh, my mom and dad were both trainers. Um, and then uh, my, my mom and dad actually got divorced when I was young, about eight years old. And so uh, my mom kind of took over the horses that we had uh, had left and going. And, and I kind of had to jump in and start doing things. And people always think, oh, he's just making it up. But, I mean, I really, I was kind of training on my own from hmm. about the time I was about 14 years old. And there was a lot of trial and error. And believe me, there was a lot of errors back then, you know. But, uh, but it worked out well. I was able to kind of get things going. Uh, had a uh, uh, a great career, and I well, I started in Phoenix, and then uh, it kind of got me pushed into New Mexico. When the slots got over there, and the money was so good, we had a we had a great uh, a great run in New Mexico. Yeah, I was leading trainer. I was leading trainer at Summon Park eight or nine times, uh, Sunray Park. At at one time, I was leading trainer at every track in New Mexico the one year, including Rio Dosa with the quarter horse races. So I mean, we had a we had a great run over there. And then when COVID kind of slowed things down and shut everything down, we we came back to Phoenix, and Phoenix has been great to us. I mean, we just uh, I'm, I'm able to raise a family out here. My my kids are in school. They really enjoy it. Uh, it's nine months out of the year racing. We're mm. we're home with not the, the trading around tracks like we had to in New Mexico, and we've we've had great meets out here. We've been very successful, so it's been uh, it's been wonderful. Well, there it is uh, in a brief capitalization. There, Justin Evans uh, learning as a youth from his folks and. Uh, and uh you know he said it kind of training on his own that that gets you some responsibility and grows you up quick in this sport which certainly doesn't hurt a guy that claims a lot of horses and you know that that's just a heck of a talent justin uh, i'm gonna say it uh when you put your money on the line and, and purchase a horse uh you you must really pay attention to training out there every morning yeah you know you got to i mean that's one good thing is uh is uh I, uh, I've always been kind of blessed with being able to see a horse once and, and remember him down the mm. road. So I could watch those horses train in the morning and it, it really helps me when I see him come up to the paddock, especially with the horse I've never seen before. I can kind of watch a guy's horses a little bit and pay attention to them and then see them when they come up to the paddock and think, oh, well, that's that, that's the horse I've seen going in the morning and kind of make my list of he's on the, he's on mm -hmm. the to claim list or he's on the stay away from list, you know, and it's, uh, We've had some really good luck. We've claimed some really good horses over the years and, and been able to turn them around. They kind of fell into our program and, and really liked it. And, uh, and we've had some, some really good success with, uh, with some horses that we've picked up over the years. They've done really well for us. Yeah, and Aliva's one of them, uh, guys. Uh, Aliva, uh, Justin claimed, I think, back in late January. And, again, he's won three out of four since then. So, uh, certainly good there. Vince, our claims were way up last year over 2021. I think we had 224 claims last yeah. year, I want to say, which, yeah, was a, was a way up over the last few years. Um, so it's going to be hot and heavy again. I would figure again this year, uh, Justin, you mentioned your staff. Are you, are you, are they all coming up 
with you from uh, Arizona, and how soon will, will the horses be arriving here? Yes, thank God. Most all my guys are going with me, all my grooms, uh, exercise riders, everybody like that is uh, is traveling with me. They're excited to um, to make the move. Um, um, uh, we are going to send our first load of horses. We'll leave here on Tuesday, this, uh, this coming Tuesday. So Great. we, myself, me and my wife are going to travel back. We have uh, Arizona Breeders' Day on Sunday. We run a really, or on Saturday, I'm sorry. We run a really good Philly Beyond Awesome. She's win four or five in a row now she's been really good to us and so um she's an arizona bred but mm. she's gonna run on saturday and we're gonna leave on um on probably sunday right after she runs and then we'll have horses on the road tuesday so we should uh, we should be back there to see you guys uh shortly and then we'll just kind of keep shuffling horses out as they run as we run some and stuff like that what doesn't look like there's going to be a race for here or what it looks like there's maybe a, a better race for up there they'll uh, they'll get on the trailer and head out so we're just going to kind of plan according to what races look like right off the bat up there and what we finish up here. And we should have a pretty good barn up there, though, I would say by the by uh, by opening day, we should have most all the horses up there. So we're, we're excited, looking forward to, uh, to getting them on the road and getting up there. Yeah, it sounds like we'll see your name uh, on the overnight for opening day. And, uh, yeah, you're used to uh, – moving horses around and traveling at different tracks well uh, most trainers do that and managing a big stable is is nothing new for you so uh justin you mentioned uh bringing up your help that's great i think they're gonna they're gonna like it up here we've had uh, you know we've had some warm weather the last few summers is is kind of the, the world has seen but uh not humid up here and just some beautiful vistas mount rainier uh the first time you see that when you're Walking out to watch training, it might knock you over. It's uh, fourteen thousand. They say it's unbelievable. Yeah. They say it will, will uh, take your breath away when you first see it. You know, and that's what uh, that's what everybody says. The weather's great. The people are great up there. There's a lot of things to do. My my son has become a uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks. He's, he's really? a huge fan. So we've got to do some Seattle Seahawks stuff while yeah. we're up there. So <laughs> the family's looking forward to it. Uh, all my clients, I got really good clients behind me. Uh, Brian Seymour, he's really looking forward to it. We're partners on a lot. A major, major part of my uh, my string is, is Brian Seymour owned horses, so he's planning on spending a lot of time back there this summer. Uh, a lot of my clients are, you know. So uh, we're we're really looking forward, like I say, to getting back there and enjoying some some good racing, some great weather, and and, uh, and a lot of things to do. That's and nice. hopefully we can bring a lot of good horses back there for uh, for everybody to watch run to get the public out there. And, get them to uh to kind of get on our bandwagon and watch them run for sure that is great we have uh, a pretty full promotional schedule uh you'll see some uh really nice crowds here on on a lot of days at emerald downs and uh yeah um we've really kept the facility uh clean this will be our what 28th season and Wow, uh, we've just spent a lot of time and money to to keep the place as uh, clean and uh, in working order as possible. Our our uh, our first two guys, Ron Crockett and Jack Hodge. Jack's still uh, vice president here. They just uh, that's how they live their lives, their offices, and their their sure. golf their golf shoes. Everything's clean and neat, and that's the way this place is. <laughs> that's so great. yeah, um, that's about great. a jockey. Uh, Luis Negron's ridden a lot for you. I, I guess I'll just say I've heard the possibility that he might come up and ride up here. Is, is that something you know of? Yes, yeah, he's going to come for oh. sure. He'll be my, my main guy up there. He's going to leave, as a matter of fact. He'll ride for me on Saturday, and then he's going to probably hit the road on Sunday. He's not taking calls here at, uh, here at Phoenix anymore to get back there and kind of get things set up for him, and then uh, he'll start helping us out. Um, I say Enriquez is a guy that uh, – yeah. It worked for me at the barn. He was a uh, road back there a few summers ago. Really, really liked it. Um, he is on salary for me. He's one of my exercise riders in the morning, and so he's going back there for me. He rides uh, a few good horses in our stable for us, and and like I say, does most of our morning work. So he's um, he's heading back there. He's going to leave. As a matter of fact, I think about the same time as the girl on Monday or Tuesday, they're all headed back there. So we should have a a, a good group of guys to go to, and looking forward to. I've always watched some of the guys from back there. I look forward to having a chance to ride some of them, the Kevin Radkeys and yeah. uh, and some of those guys. Um, Emerald's always had it seems like a really a really strong jock colony. So I'm um, looking forward to having a chance to to try some of those guys on also. Excellent. Yeah, we know Isaiah as well. Uh, he won a title up here, and uh, 
he kind of helped turn the career of Mach 1 rules around, Vince. Remember that horse yeah, kept running second? He was second. a regular rider for Mach 1 yeah. rules, the famous picture yeah. of him standing up with his hands out. Yeah, on that's him. Like that. yeah, you know, that's so the picture. He got in a little trouble for that, but, uh, <laughs> but it was it was it was good to see. It was cool to see for sure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Kevin Radke's also on after you on our podcast today, so you can hear a little bit from Kevin coming up later. Oh, great. But, great. Uh, sure. Hey, you know, that's all sounds fantastic. Uh, we're so uh, excited. The word you use, we are to have your barn up here at Emerald Downs. And uh, just we're going to have a better season be, due to you and uh, some of the new trainers we're going to see in here. So, uh, hey, optimism no, is high. It'll be, I think it'll be fun. It'll be uh, competitive. A lot of good horses you're going to get to see run. Like I say, the claiming will be hot and heavy. And then uh, I think it'll just be good to it, uh, it promotes good racing all the way around, so we're we're happy to be a part of that. Very good. Justin, thanks for taking so much time for us today, and uh, we'll be meeting you in person real soon. Sounds great. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Justin. Thank you. Justin Evans joining us on Horse Racing Northwest, and uh, you'll be hearing and seeing a lot of him and his horses at this upcoming meeting. Thanks so much to Justin for joining us. And uh, that is great. Uh, just a couple other days here at Emerald Downs. Just of note, the mile is August 13th this year, Vince, as you well know. And uh, Saturday, August 12th, the day before the mile, we're going to have our 2023 Washington Hall of Fame ceremony. That'll be before the first race, which on Saturdays at that time of the year is going to be a 5 p.m. post. So that Hall of Fame ceremony will probably, I'm just guessing, starting around 3.30 or so that mm -hmm. afternoon. And uh, followed by the races on Saturday, August 12th. And then Throwback the Clock Day is an interesting new promotion. It's going to be on Sunday, August 6th, the week before the mile. And it's Throwback the Clock. It's going back to the 70s. So it's going to be a huge Long Acres type theme day. And uh, 70s dress is encouraged. Um, we do know for sure Gary Bays and, and Vicky Bays will be up here. Uh, I think Larry Pierce is planning on coming up. Um, we'll just have interviews, pictures, and videos all weekend long. But Sunday, August, 3rd, uh, Sunday, August 6th is the actual day of the promotion. So uh, just some Washington racing history that weekend. Um, that's another thing we'll be getting ready for. So... Hey, Justin Evans, uh, uh, used to winning. And Negron, by the way, the writer he talked about, Luis Negron, he's winning at over 21% at that meet, Turf Paradise. So he's, and there's a lot of jocks down there, as we know. Tough meet down there because you got, uh, you know, Phoenix in the winter. Yeah, People exactly. want to be there. You and know? like you said, a long meet, you know, a lot of opportunities. Okay, thanks to Justin. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back with Kevin Radke on Horse Racing Northwest. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. And Mixo and Radke are now challenging for the lead as they reach the top of the stretch. Mixo to the outside of Major Munnings. These two are nip and tuck. They got one furlong to go, but Mixo gets the upper hand. Mixo has a lead by a length over Major Munnings in second. 16th to go. Mixo and Kevin Radke are clear by two. Give Radke win number six on the card. That was a win at Emerald Downs by a familiar Washington bred by the name of Mixo. May of 2022, it happened to be the sixth win on the card for jockey Kevin Radke. Pretty good early season day as things got off to a great start for the popular Kevin Radke, and he had an outstanding season here at Emerald Downs. And Vince, Kevin joining us here on Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, 
You typed his name in a few times on your uh, advances and rap stories last year. Sure did, Joe. And we mentioned the six wins. And Kevin, it's only been done four times at Emerald Downs, six win days. And Kevin is the first to do it twice. Mm -hmm. He did in 2002 and 2022. And in between, Seth Martinez uh, had a six win day and Julian Couton had a six win day. But some of the numbers on Kevin, you mentioned 77 wins last year, mm -hmm. second in the standings. Number one with five stakes wins all time. He's sixth with 625 wins. And remember, he didn't ride a lot of years here. So, And then seventh with 30 stakes wins, seventh in win percentage. Titles in 2002-2003 with 143 wins, 144 wins. Uh, but since we last saw him here at Emerald Downs, Kevin has had quite a uh, spring and fall. He tied for the title at the big Fresno Fair. He tied for first at the Golden Gate Fall Meet with 29 wins. Yeah. He's got 23 wins at the current meet, and uh, he also got a graded stakes win in the Berkeley Handicap with a horse named Llama. So, Kevin, you have been on a roll. Well, I appreciate that, you guys having me here, and the horses have been running well. You know, and a, a lot of the uh, success I attribute to David uh, Singer, my agent, he's, he's pretty sharp. You know, when we went down to Golden Gate, I, I think we were just you know, optimistic that we would work hard and things would, you know, be okay for us. I don't think either of us thought that we would have done as good as we did. We we very lucky. And some of the horses we picked up just, it was very lucky. <laughs> well, he is a hard worker, professional jockey, just really knows where he's at in the race. And uh, that's despite taking, what, uh, 12 or 13 years off, at least from Emerald Downs. You did ride in Ohio just a little bit there before you came out here, but uh, just a really interesting guy, an interesting life, a uh, great career as a jockey, and you made some money the last few months too, I know that. Yeah, you were we, number one in money at Golden Gate. That, that was exciting, you know, <laughs> the, again, but like I said, David would get there first thing in the morning and comb that barn area, and we just got lucky. We Every hole opened that <laughs> needed to, every switch we were in, we picked the right horse. We just, there was, luck was on our side. You know, we had we had a lot of success. That helps, of that. but of course, putting them in the right spot too, Vince, we know that. Sure, and the biggest race around here, of course, the Long Acres Mile, one of the few, I don't think you have one, but last year, Kevin... You had a heck of a uh, ride on uh, Papa's Golden Boy, and you teamed up with him for a couple stakes wins as well. That had to be pretty exciting in the mile. It it, it really was. Um, honestly, I my my whole train of thought with that horse, I did not think that he would make the two turns, and and we were trying and trying and trying, and he he couldn't you know get it done there in the mile and. I mean, look how he surprised everybody yeah. in the muck. What was that? The Muckle Shoot Tribal That's Classic. Right. He surprised everybody because I didn't think that he would get the the. That was even further. Mile of sixteenth. Mile of sixteenth, and we with the up, mile winner in it. We yeah, you know I. I was very, very surprised, but I, you know, what a nice horse. He, he, he gave it to me every time he tries his heart out. He's just a very competitive animal. When you got a horse that fast that tries hard, you know, you've got yeah. some possibilities and we've seen Papa's golden boy for three years now and hope to see him again this year. Yeah. He, he turned the tables on Slew's Tiz Wiz and the Muckle Shoot Tribal Classic and so much to talk about with this guy, Vince. I mean, there's just a million topics. We well, started on the six win day and you know what's pretty cool about that? He won for six different trainers. And he's just really been a popular guy. You come in with so much optimism. You're just full of optimism right now. You're kind of sitting there low key, but I know inside you're burning to ride that first race on May 6th. Oh, I can't wait. You know, don't get me wrong. I had a, a, a nice meet in, in California, but I, this is my home. I can't wait to get home. You know, I've been there seven months and I, I honestly was considering leaving this saturday and driving home but i just found out of, of a horse that uh, i'm supposed to ride next week in in a, a graded race it's that uh, horse of blaine rights it's a uh, prince abu dhabi so excellent I, I just won on the horse and i definitely have to stay to ride that one so i might be backed up an extra week <laughs> 
Well, the 29th Saturday of April is the big stakes day. Five stakes. You're going down for that. Yeah, Vince. I'm going to have some fun. Yeah. Um, but we talked on the last podcast about that horse, mm -hmm. that Blaine horse. It's now unbeaten in three starts. Kind of interesting how Kevin ended up picking up the mount, he was saying, because the uh, suspension of Santos Rivera, and you were in the right place at the right time. But as a jockey, win some, lose some with those. Sure. It was actually uh, uh, just lucky the kid got suspended, and I picked up the mount under the pretenses that, no matter what, win, lose, or draw, I wasn't going to ride the horse again. But the kid got suspended again. And now I, I heard that he's leaving and he's headed to back to Ohio. So, you know, you just, you know, in this business, you have to be lucky. And this is a lucky opportunity for me. And, you know, those are few and far between. Kevin knows how to grind it out, do the everyday work, which is super important. I mean, he's been out there in the mornings here. He's coming back, you know. He's got a farm over here in Auburn. We'll hear a little bit about that. But uh, he comes back and gets on horses several days a week between uh, trips back to Northern Cal. And that's going to help set you up for the start of this season. But, uh, you know, doing the morning work, riding five a day or so. But uh, having a couple of stakes horses is always good, too, isn't it? I mean, oh, it's yeah. good for that paycheck. Oh, yeah. Those stakes horses make... I mean, that that's really what we're all out looking sure. for, you know. I mean, obviously, you have to ride the 2,500 claimers and all the way through the, the you know, the, the best of the best. It's nice to have the opportunity to ride good horses. It really is. And you do have a farm in Auburn. You moved back here a couple of years ago, and, uh, you know, you had, uh, boy, I, I, many of you people listening to our audience right now uh, know about Kevin because... Uh, He's done really well here. He started off with a bang, winning the title in 02. I think that was his first full season here. And, uh, you know, had a retirement and had a couple of darn, you, you would have had like three more titles here if he hadn't got hurt on September 1st about three times. But uh, took some time off, build up businesses by working them himself and uh, hard work and aptitude and picking the right spot and, and uh, shoot, you made a little money off uh, building your own businesses and you've set yourself up well. And tell us about your farm over here in Auburn. Well, it's a lot of work. You know, it's my wife, uh, Jamie. Um, she, she, she wanted this place. She, she grew up riding there um, and learned how to ride there. It's an Arabian uh, farm uh, facility there where they, they train for nationals. And the, and the trainer there, uh, Joey Kanda, actually taught my wife how to ride. Hmm. And he, um, he still trains there over 40 years. And he's trained like 80 national champions, um, Scottsdale champions, you know. And, and these, these horses are nice horses. They're just a lot different than the thoroughbred industry. You know, they all do this for a ribbon. And, and it's just nice because they're pets and they love these animals. And so you kind of get um, a, a different perspective. It's a whole different side of the horse, the community, you know, the equestrian community. But... The farm is nice. It's 29 acres. We got a 35 stall barn and a big, you know, 100 by 200 indoor arena and wow. And it's 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 a lot of work. My wife and her mom, they pretty much manage the place and I just I just live there. <laughs> I enjoy it well, because there's no, no neighbors. No. There's there's no such things as days off in you and your wife's life, though, is there? No. We 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 stay pretty busy, you know, there's a lot to do unfortunately you know most of it takes money and it's it's definitely difficult with the inflation and how expensive things are well you can give yourself a plug i mean do you have room to board horses there um we we do um mostly look for for layups for the winter mm -hmm. um which we did have we were full i mean we had 26 or 27 in the barn i i know it says wow. 35 stalls but we're using a few of those for other things so we were pretty full i, okay. I think i might have had room for two or three more but we definitely have nice pastures where i would be definitely looking for some pasture borders for the winter okay just out here in southeast auburn uh, up there on the green river Ra valley road kevin radke's place and uh that's his base uh um yeah, things, uh, you're back riding and they seem to be super happy. Uh, you're getting on some horses that you're optimistic about. And again, those six wins on that one day, May 21st last year, were from six different trainers. So uh, you've, uh, Marbles knows how to, to. He knows how to shake out those winners back in the stable. <laughs> 
He's pretty good. He yeah. really is. He he's he's smart. He called it uh, berry picking um, at the beginning of the meet. He said, "We're just gonna try to get these berries in our basket, and then we'll sort them out later." <laughs> and so he's pretty good at that. He is fantastic at that. Of course, uh, he's had the top rider here several times, and. And uh, you were second last year, 21% wins, leading stakes jockey, uh, just a great off season. I guess when you're winning, it, it isn't, you know, as much of a chore. Uh, you know, it's a job, you know, again, the mornings, early mornings and uh, riding the races, traveling. Um, but when you're having success like you've had, it, it, uh, it's got to keep your, your spirit up. Yeah, it makes it easier to win. Yeah. You know, there's... You know, it's an up and down business, roller coaster, they call it, you know, because when, when you're not winning, it, it, it is hard to keep going and keep coming in and keep, you know, getting beat on. But, you know, the, the success um, that we've had together has, has made it a lot easier for me to wake up in the morning. How about when it's a beautiful summer day and you're at Emerald Downs <laughs> and you look at the program you got five or six pretty live mounts that day that's a pretty fun place to come to work oh this is the greatest place in the in the world to ride i've ridden a lot of places this is my favorite we absolutely the best we should be paying him for promotional fees because uh he, you know just the other day he's telling me out oh, you know because i'm i want to get back up here so fast and stay here uh well it's an event it's different golden gate they run year yeah. round and up here, it's an event, and it is people, you know, that come to the races, and there's thousands of people out there. There's great food. I mean, there's so many things that the enthusiasm. It's in the air. It's it's great here. Yeah, he he was saying he goes, yeah, everybody's saying hi to you, and yeah, and that's part of him too because he gives it to other people. I mean, yeah, he, and you've heard me say it, Joe. I've been to a lot of tracks, and the atmosphere here is is fabulous. Yeah, you fabulous. know, you walk out there, Kevin. There's a buzz out there. You there can is, feel it. There's energy, fabulous. and there's young people and old people and everyone in between and baby strollers and everyone's having fun yeah and opening day is going to be huge there's nothing like winning a photo with that crowd <laughs> screaming like yeah. that Mingy, let me tell you that is nice and it's fun and he did uh you know again leading stakes jockey last year and uh, we're going to have a huge opening day it's kentucky derby day as well may 6th and we're certainly looking forward to getting the season going again um just to less than uh, three weeks away now. And Kevin, uh, um, boy, uh, one of your career highlights was also uh, right up there in California, the 2004 season. Uh, he went down there in the fall and over the winter and Russell Bays, who won Vince like everything, 30 some titles in a row at Bay Meadows and, and Golden Gate each. I think it was 55 in a row. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Him and Hollendorfer, you know it was amazing. I think you're right. I no, mean, I think it was. When yeah. you add the, the two tracks together, yeah, yeah yep. definitely. 18 years, 55 oh in a row. Oh, my gosh. 14,000 wins. I mean, you throw those numbers out, it's just, it's absolutely mind-boggling. But he got hurt that one year, and uh, Ray Harris, his agent, um, also was booking for Kevin, and all of a sudden, he's, uh, Kevin's, finds himself riding a lot of uh, Russell Bayes' mounts. And he was leading rider at the meeting. That is such a huge feather in your cap to just be, you know, second string for your agent. Of course, anybody's going to be to Russell Bayes. But sure. uh, just to jump in there, and uh, that was that was pretty much a dream year, wasn't it? It really was. Um, Ray, Ray Harris did a super job. I was ninth wow. in the standings. And in three weeks, I was first. Yeah. And you won by quite a bit. You know, we, we really got on a, on a little roll, but Hollendorfer put me on a lot of wins, yeah. too. You know, that guy was... He was rolling them, too. Good horses. But again, Kevin came through, Vince. You got to deliver yeah. in this business, you, you know, and deliver. Kevin, as we've cited with the numbers, that certainly does that. Um, one thing I wonder, you know, when you got Marbles, he's got a couple other guys. He's trying to keep everybody yeah. happy. Is, is, is that ever an issue with you or anything or... Yeah, with me, I'm a little easier than everybody, so no, I mean, I just, um, I work a lot of horses in the morning, so my only request is that you let me ride the ones I work, you yeah. Know, yeah, because we sometimes, he'll overthink it, and he'll, uh, you know. And Kevin told me a story, you know, 
back when he was really rolling there, 01 to 08, and Ricky Frazier was here, and Ben Russell was here, and Boone McKenna was the agent for all of them. And I saw you a couple times. God darn it, you know, I've been train, I've been working that horse. I've been getting that horse ready. And then he puts Benny on the horse to run, and or he puts Ricky on the horse, and they win, you know. And he goes, that's a little frustrating. It is frustrating. That's nothing why, against Boone because he did a great job for you guys. You know, Marbles is the same. He he's trying to do be the fairest and do the best job he can, and he does do a great job. But you, with me it's inevitable we're going to have switches we're going to have double calls in the same races and i just want to ride the ones that i work because i feel like i do a good job in the morning to you know help set them up um for for the race so to me it'll, it'll happen we'll we'll get taken off of horses that we you know that are winners and 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 pick the wrong one but if you try to just stick to the plan of working the riding the ones you work usually it works out yeah and you know and let's face it his relationship with marbles is a little bit better after the last few months of yeah, it's success really good. In it's really good right yeah. now we work together good you know people talk about me and he sticks up for me people talk about him and i stick up for him so you know that's my teammate and there's no other way to look at it you know, he's my teammate. He's my number one teammate. We work good together. So, you know, you have to maintain that relationship with your with your colleagues. And still, to me, I don't know. You, there's a few, of course, but uh, flying notes win in the O2 Derby. I think that is still the fastest time on dirt in North America since 2002 for a mile and an eighth. I believe it is. Yeah. And I mean, he, he had that rivalry with salt grinder that year and they, they traded a couple wins, but that day, Oh my gosh, that yeah. was uh go to the front and finish. Remember that deal with the blinker? Cause he was getting out and he would run in the middle of the track. And so the stewards made him put a, a one eyed blinker on him. And that was the time that salt grinder beat him. Okay. And so Bud got upset and said, you know, the heck with this blinker. I'm not, he's not wearing it. And the next time he came out and he, he won by 11 and oh my gosh, quarter length. I 145 mean, and two, I think it was or so. It was in one, 145. Oh, one. just uh, the mile time was 132 and change. That, you don't even even hear of that. That was just, uh, yeah, I, I've, researched that a few times i can't find a faster time on dirt since then mm -hmm. in north america no. for a mile and an eighth uh that that was really something and clockstad that was the year uh Sabretooth won the mile and uh you know he paid like 40 bucks or something i think you rode you might have rode moonlight no you didn't ride moonlight meeting but anyway uh, um <laughs> Wasn't it that cat horse? That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Grecian cat or something. Um, Southern California horse. I remember not, that. Not classic cat. Anyway, so a couple weeks before the mile, Jumron won, you know, had won the uh, Godstein and won the Derby here, and he's a four-year-old, and he's nominated. He wasn't having a great year against the older horses, but Flying Notes was really, you know, a special three-year-old, and I was out there, you know, bud, who are you going to run the mile? Eh, you know? I might run that little red horse. He is awful fast. I might just run him. But then he didn't end up running him in the mile. And I no. think he would have won it, Kevin. I do too. I think he would have won it. He was kicking he himself was... about that. But you know what? It was a smart move. He ran him in the in the Derby instead. And it was 125000 That was a lot of money. Yeah. And for for to take that race out of him and run him in the mile and not win it and, yeah. and have to skip the other one. I think he just, I think he made the right decision. He it ran the out. horse in the right, right yeah. place. Well, uh, a few years off, but uh, he is fresh and friendly right now. Kevin Radke is looking forward to another season at Emerald Downs. And it's great to have you in the program, man, for the fans and the, the familiarity and uh, just, uh, Hey, what you've given to this place, and you've gotten some back, but uh, it's always good to have a veteran that uh, has accomplishments and, and gets along and, and is a fan favorite. And Kevin is that, Vince. Oh, yeah. And uh, something tells me we'll see Kevin in some big stakes again this year. Yep. And that last check mark, the mile.
Yes, that's the one we're working for. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Great to have you here. Kevin Radke joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. On to sports shorts on this edition of Horse Racing Northwest. By the way, our next podcast will be on May 4th, two days before opening day at Emerald Downs. We'll have the entries by then. Sports shorts. Hey, Vince. uh, And Vince is... uh, uh, you should be a consultant with the Kraken in some form of history or uh, uh, player personnel or something because Vince really knows his hockey. And in talking with you Tuesday afternoon before that first playoff game against Colorado, uh, you said, hey, you know, I, I think the Kraken could play with, with right with them. In fact, you even said, don't be surprised if they win this series, which is pretty bold because what, Colorado's the defending Stanley Cup champs? They are, and it's a long way to go, but it was a, it was a nice, a perfect road game. You get the early lead, and uh, you roll the four lines, and the biggest key was Philip Grubauer. That's the reason they signed him two years ago. It's basically not been a good signing, but he has really come on uh, as the season has gone on this year, a former Colorado Avalanche, mm. and he played a very good hockey game. And if he keeps goaltending like that, they could win again tonight. So, But they've already accomplished what they wanted. They got the split, and uh, they've actually been a better road team than home team this year, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's been them. So, uh, But they got that depth. And, you know, everyone talks about Colorado with Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, and they are good, but Seattle scored more goals this year than Colorado did. did. Yeah, Seattle at 5-on-5, they are one of the best teams in the league. Their power play and their penalty kill has a lot of work to do over the summer. But 5-on-5, they are very tough, and they've got four lines that, uh, you know, player for player is extremely strong, and they're very frustrating to play against. So let's see what happens tonight. Uh, The playoffs have been pretty good so far. Toronto, you know, they haven't won a playoff series in 20 years. And they're at home the other night after another good season, and they got blown out by Tampa Bay 7-3. So they really got a win tonight, or they're already up against it again. But a lot of fun. You said you saw some of the L.A. uh, Edmonton game the other night. Well, uh, Edmonton blew another two-goal lead last night, but they did win in the third period. So that series is tied. I could go on and on. A lot of fun, though. Cracking tonight at 6 o'clock. Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, when I started watching hockey, when we first got cable in the 70s, Daryl Sittler was their best player. Yeah. Did, did Lanny McDonald play for them? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. He okay. played for them, and then uh, he finally got a Stanley Cup with the Flames in 1989. He had that big walrus mustache yeah. that everyone knew, fire red. Um, but, yeah, great player in uh, the Hall of Fame. I remember quite a few of those stars from the 70s from hockey. But we're with the Kraken now, rooting for the Kraken and Vince mentioned that they have uh, 20 goal scores, seven of them, which seems like a pretty good number to me. They do, including the probable rookie of the year in Matty Beneers. And they would have had another one if Andre Burakovsky get, hadn't gotten hurt in January. And boy, they might wow. miss him as the series goes on here because he is a wizard. Uh, but yeah, that's their key. They got depth and they and they have a number one defenseman in uh, Adam Dunn, which you got to have if you want to do anything. So uh, yeah, they're a fun team. Okay. Kraken playing again Thursday night, game two of their series with Colorado. My sports short, uh, I'm just going to throw out this uh, NBA player's name, Nikola Jokic, who anybody that follows sports in the NBA, I mean, he's his two-time defending MVP of the NBA. He might not get it this year. Uh, Joel Embiid of the Sixers had a just a fantastic season, but... Jokic, if you want to watch a complete basketball player, he is just a joy to watch. He's back there for the inbounds pass. He dribbles the ball up court. He sets screens. He, he, the ball leaves his hands quicker than really just about anybody I've ever seen on passes and even shots. And he's got a left hand. He's got a right hand. He can hit the three-pointer. He averaged 9.8 assists, the highest wow. figure ever for a center. And that kept him from a season-long triple-double, uh, 24 and a half points a game, 11.8 rebounds. But just uh, his value to a team is just immense with his court vision and scoring in so many different ways. He's, you, he's just a pleasure to watch. Do you remember Arvita Sabonis before yeah. he got injured? They say he could do things like that, you know. He, he was a little bit bigger. I think he was seven oh, three. Or he was he a, was a, he was a giant man. man. I think it done his son play now in the league. Well, I his think. son's playing for Sacramento. Yeah, they're, and they're having a great year. Yeah, Golden State. Yeah, his son's a 
big addition to Sac huge addition to Sacramento. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Sabonis was not even in the league of Jokic as far as passing and just, you know, playing the whole half court. Any any spot on the half court he could play. And, of course, he's a great rebounder as well. So what about the guy from Dallas? Yeah, uh, the uh, forwards, you know, what's his name again? What was he, third or fourth in the NBA in scoring this year? Yeah, and he's he's terrific too, but you're – don't get his better. He's a good passer. Yeah. You know, I can't think of his name right now. That's, un, you know. When you That's get not like be, you, Joe. When you get yeah. to be older like that, it's hard to come up with the names. I can see his face right now. But, okay. Uh, Jokic for the Denver Nuggets. Two up, uh, two games to none on Minnesota so far in the NBA playoffs. Who's going to win it all? Uh, you know, Denver got the least amount of publicity and notoriety for a number one seed that I've ever, ever seen. Good way to be under the radar. Oh man. You know, they're talking about the Lakers now that, you know, Anthony Davis is back healthy and the Clippers get a lot of notoriety at all the time. Phoenix Suns picked up Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And so the West, uh, you got all these different people talking and, you know, Memphis has been in the news a lot too. So, but Denver is taking care of business so far. I, I've, I've got a little root going for them. We'll see. Um, I think they got a good chance. Yeah. Denver can win in basketball, just not hockey. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, selections for um, this weekend, you know, and we're, we're busy doing so many other things. I did take a look a little bit at Oaklawn in the ninth race on Saturday. They've got a race called the Valley of the Vapors, V-A-P-O-R-S. Is that a stakes? The Valley yeah. of the Vapors is $150,000 one mile dirt race, of course, for three-year-old fillies. There's two uh, pretty tough-looking horses in there. Merlaza, the two horses by Medallia Doro, and she's won two straight, including a mile and a 16th at the fairgrounds for Brad Cox. And Classy Bridget was third in an Oakland stake, but she hasn't gone two turns as of yet in six career starts. Merlaza, almost undoubtedly the favorite, but uh, the outside horse, now you're going a flat mile at Oaklawn, but they do move the start back a little bit there and do that early finish line. So you got a chance, a better chance, when you run to the first turn. Exponential Star is the nine horse, five to one morning line by Accelerate. And, uh, you know, we missed this one somehow. This is our type of horse. Listen to this running line. Her career debut was in the mud from the one hole in a 12-horse field. Six furlongs, mud at Oaklawn, just got shuffled back and uh, didn't do anything. So second time out, well, she did have the one hole again, but she was going a mile and a 16th, and she's certainly route bred. She went off 18 to 1 and won easily. I don't mind the second time of one hole if it's a route. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Castillo's back aboard for trainer Lindsay Schultz, who's 29% at the meet. Wow, yeah. And, and this filly just stalked. She was two, three lengths off the lead and then won easily in her first route, second career start. So it looks like she has some tactical speed and might have to use that a little bit going to the first turn. But if she gets some position, you know, I think as a third favorite, she would be worth a look. That's exponential star in the ninth at Oaklawn on Saturday. They're getting close to the end of their season too, yeah. I think. Is, is... I think they close on Derby Day or right around there. Same as, same as Phoenix, and then we open right then. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, uh, our two top trivia guys, uh, Russ Nakagawa and Michael Tarlow, I, I've got to get a couple bags ready for them for opening day. What about C.J. Koenig? They, He's right up there, too. C.J. has, uh, he doesn't submit answers quite as much, but he is a regular listener, that's for sure. And he's, yeah, he's won. Yeah. In fact, I think he did win one in the off season. I better get something ready for CJ. I know you had to give him something, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our last question was real easy for the top trivia guys. Name the former Downs trainers with just one training title. So that would be in a few different areas. You could look that up. And we had a couple early that won. Larry Ross won on our inaugural season of 1996. Shortly after 98, Jim Penny won a title. And that was uh, their sole training title. Both Hall of Famers. Both Hall of Famers, you bet. And then recently, the last two years, we've had two new training title winners, Joe Toy and George Rosales. So those are the four guys 
with just one training title. And of course, the multiple winners, Jim McKenna has 10, Frank Lucarelli has seven, Jeff Metz has three, Blaine Wright has a couple. Mm -hmm. So uh, that pretty much adds the total. But Russ Nakagawa, Michael Tarlow got that answer right. So maybe just a little tougher question uh, this week. You can send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Uh, who's the only horse with multiple Emerald Downs track records? One horse has multiple Emerald Downs track records. Give us that name, trivia at emeralddowns.com. And uh, you can stop by the set there above the paddock where John Lindley and I will be on opening day, May 6th. And uh, we'll have some swag for you. And once again, one of the top things to uh, remind you of, you know when opening day is, but 10% takeout for horse players on doubles and pick threes at Emerald Downs races this year. That is really good news for horse players. More money being returned. Bigger payoffs will be involved. Okay, anything else? That's a wrap. That is. Next we time a... we talk to you, we'll have entries in hand That's for right. both the Kentucky Derby and Emerald Downs opening day. That's it. Okay, this is Horse Racing Northwest.